Here's to the 300th episode. We did it. I believe that the opposite of depression, it's not happiness, it's purpose. I believe that every single person has something unique to contribute to the world. And that's why I wanted to create a show called Don't Keep Your Day Job. Don't Keep Your Day Job is about figuring out what it is that you were here to do in this world that only you can do to make the world more whole, more beautiful, and to stop selling yourself short, and to stop sitting it out, and to figure out how to take this thing you love, whether it's art or music or screenwriting or dance or baking, and how do you weave this thing that you love into a life that you get to contribute, that you get to do what you love full time, because it's not just about business, it's about contribution, it's about meaning. That is what we seek, that is what we truly want, and you absolutely are here to serve the world, and I want to help you figure out just how much value you have inside of you. And every single week, we're going to be talking to people who have something to add to help you get out of your own way, to help you be more successful, to help you be the truest expression of you. My name is Kathy Heller. I'm so glad that you're here. Let's dive in. Thanks to Skillshare for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Break up the routine of a day spent indoors. Explore workshops, classes, and more in topics such as graphic design, illustration, photography, productivity, entrepreneurship, and more. Get two free months of premium membership at Skillshare.com slash DreamJob2. Also, thanks to Trivia Star. Right now, Trivia Star is offering you 2,500 coins and 500 gems when you download for free and play. Just go to the Apple or Google store and search for Trivia Star. We're also supported by Tushy. Tushy is a sleek bidet attachment that clips onto your toilet and sprays your bottom clean with fresh water. It's the best thing you can do for your tush and it starts at just $79. Go to hellotushy.com slash dreamjob to get 10% off your order. And thanks to Klarna. Klarna is a new online shopping app that allows you to shop thousands of online stores and pay for anything in four easy interest-free payments. Download the Klarna app today and start online shopping smoother. That's Klarna, K-L-A-R-N-A. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome to the 300th episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. I just, I can't believe it. If someone would have told me five years ago that my life would look the way it looks right now, I don't know. I don't think I would have even been able to wrap my head around it. This is a girl who went to speech therapy as a child because the teacher said I sounded like I had marbles in my mouth and was embarrassed to read aloud in school. This is a girl who was told she wouldn't be able to have kids. And three and a half years ago, I had my third daughter after nine failed fertility attempts and a miscarriage. This is a girl who barely graduated from high school who just published a best-selling book. This is a girl who thought if she was blessed to have a child, she would have to give up having a career. I started my podcast when my baby was 10 days old. This is a girl who covered her face in high school because she thought she was ugly and recently had the confidence to sit down and talk to Rob Lowe for an hour. This is a girl who went through some things she would have thought she couldn't handle, and yet she found a way to find strength and soldier on. This is also a girl who was dying to leave South Florida 17 years ago, only to then return for newfound levels of peace, more than she's had in so long. I guess the point, my friends, is that life is simply amazing. Life will surprise you with epic goodness if you're open to receiving the best of what God has to offer. Our part is to keep dreaming and receive the magic with open arms when it comes. 
You know, when I started this podcast three and a half years ago, I sat in my closet and I recorded and re-recorded the show eight times and I couldn't stand the way I sounded. And I decided, you know what? I'm not going to do this. I can't stand it. I was like overanalyzing it. And um, I woke up the next day and I said, you know what? I have to do this. It's just something I feel like I have to make. I don't know if one person will listen. I don't know if three people will listen, but I just have to make it. And I knew that the only way that I could create the show is if I stopped being so critical of myself and just made the show and just let it be whatever was my best, whatever it was, and just put it out there. And I met all of you and my life changed so dramatically. And I can't tell you how you have completely blessed my life. You cheer for me and you support me. And I'm not ever gonna be the prettiest girl. I'm never gonna be the coolest girl. I'm never gonna be the girl with the most perfect life. But whatever I am, for you, it's okay. It's always enough. And I just, every human being deserves that. Every human being deserves to know that they're completely accepted for exactly what they are. And I guess the gift is that when you put yourself out there, you give the world the chance to accept you for what you are. So I'm so grateful that I had the courage to show up. And I'm so grateful that there you were. And oh my God, I've gotten to meet so many amazing people along the way. And gosh, it's just been such a ride. Before we get into today's show, I just want to let you know, I'm going to be doing a five-day free challenge, five-day free workshop starting next week, August 31st. I'll be showing up, helping you figure out what were you made to do? How can you stop putting it off one second more and show up? Because maybe, just maybe... There's an amazing, epic surprise waiting for you on the other side of the courage to just be you. And I want to help you do it because I believe in what's possible. And the dreams that you dare to dream really do come true. So you can join me. You can go to kathyheller.com slash challenge and it's free and we'll be together for five days and I'll bring my whole heart, every ounce of it. And um, I can't wait to spend time with you. So this whole week is going to be a big celebration of you, all of our listeners. I'm just so proud of all of you. We're going to have some of our favorite guest clips. And if you want to see some of these shout outs, some of the guests sent me these beautiful videos congratulating me on 300 shows. You can, you can check that out. They'll be on my Instagram at kathy.heller. Kathy's with a C. I'll post some of it there. Um, we're going to play some highlights in this episode, not only of the guests that we've had, but of you guys too. Some of our awesome success stories that you can hear. What have people done with this show? What have they done with the metabolizing of whatever inspiration has come from listening to this show? We're going to play some of that right now. So pop open some champagne, cue the confetti, however you want to celebrate. Thank you. Thanks for being here. All right. To kick it off, I want to share a clip from the very first episode we ever did. And uh, God, we've come such a long way since then. Uh, Here it is. Welcome to the first episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. 
what is this show about? Who the heck am I? And why did I have such a passion for doing this show? I was so, so excited um, when this whole thing came together and I met this incredible team who's working on this show. I was literally dancing around the house, literally. And I know you're supposed to play it close to the vest in Hollywood and not say, I'm so excited. You're supposed to be like, yeah, that's cool. I guess we could um, do that. But um, I was so, so excited. This show is something that I've wanted to do for a very, very long time. In fact, my husband has said to me, at least 20 times. Why is it that whenever we go to somebody's dinner party, you're you're encouraging them to quit their day job and go follow their passion? He's like, stop doing that. Um, but why, I say? Why? Shouldn't everybody, you know, like pursue the fact that they love to do macrame and origami and they like, like to bake certain kinds of croissants? And he says, but not everybody is going to be able to do that. And I say, no, no, no. I don't agree. And so this show, Don't Keep Your Day Job, is really my calling in life, I feel like. Um, I'm a singer-songwriter, and I have been so blessed to make a living doing what it is that I love to do, which is being a songwriter. However, I believe that everybody, you know, look, if you grew up and you had this, like, love of drawing, and now you want to be an architect, or you absolutely have this thing about baking. And so you, and yeah, you eat a little bit of it too much while you're doing it, but you just love to bake. And whenever somebody has an event or a party, you're the one who shows up with those like amazing cupcakes or those croissants and everyone's talking about them. And you have this calling toward it. Why is it that we, as human beings, I feel like in general, that's the thing that we put on the back burner. And then like, well, that's that can't be. I mean, that's never going to be the thing. I mean, I'm so passionate about it. And I love it so much. I have this, you know, the screenplay I wrote. But no, 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 no. What I'm going to actually spend the time on is being an accountant. I'm actually going to just work in this office and move paper around because that's what life's about. What is that? I feel like the number one thing is that people don't believe that it's possible, first of all. We don't really believe the thing we love to do could make us money. And we don't have a strategy, okay? So the thing is, for most people who love something, where's the business plan part? That's the part that doesn't really necessarily come. It doesn't wake you up in the morning. It might wake you up in the morning to go and sit at the piano and write something, but it's not waking you up in the morning and saying, oh, I know what I need to do. I'm going to reach out to this person. I'm going to reverse engineer that. I'm going to work backwards, and I'm going to be able to get there. That's not necessarily calling to you. So I think that the trick is figuring out how the heck have people been able to be successful doing what it is that they love? And there is strategy to it and there is business to it. And you need to have that savvy and you need to sit down and make time for that. So this show, Don't Keep Your Day Job, let's talk about what it's about. This show is about understanding, reverse engineering, how are successful creative people making a living doing what they love? In any case, when I've talked to someone who's successful, I just always feel like there's like a through line, don't you? Like, don't you feel like whether the person is a successful author or they're, you know, they're successful, um, they have a chain of stores because they're a clothing designer, there's something similar that's going on, okay? So there's a, there's a strategy to it. And I feel like, to me, that's one of the most delicious conversations is really understanding how are you able to be successful, especially doing something you love. And to me... I feel like the thing that makes people feel the most alive in the world is purpose. You know, I'm, I once heard someone say that the opposite of depression is purpose. And so I think it's really fascinating of anything that I could possibly do with my time right now is how is it that I could help more people feel a sense of purpose? So to me, it's extremely rewarding to do this show because I want to help you listening 
to figure out if this is something that calls to you and it's going to give you a sense of purpose, I feel like that just would make the world better. Not only will we have more incredible art and creativity, we'd have more beauty in the world, but it's also helping people find a sense of purpose. It's so weird to go back and listen to that. And I'm just so proud of myself. I'm like, part of me is like, oh, it's hard to hear it. And part of me is like, wow, like, cool. Like, I had all this enthusiasm for what I was saying. And I had no clue if I'd ever get a cool guest on the show or if anybody would ever care. And I just showed up. And that is still so true. The opposite of depression is purpose. And that's what keeps me going. All right. So next, here's one of my absolute favorite human beings in the world, the one and only blogger, entrepreneur, best-selling author. Seth Godin. What it means to engage in the marketplace, to be able to transact with others, is that we need a radical amount of empathy. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, what a beautiful statement. Thank you. Uh, That we need to know that they don't know what we know, they don't want what we want, they don't need what we need, they don't believe what we believe, and they don't want to spend what we want to spend. So if all those things are true, it's really difficult to say to someone, no, I am right you must do it my way because this is my passion, buy it or leave. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm a huge fan of having a point of view and only doing work that you're proud of. But it comes at a very significant cost. And the cost is it's not easy to take that posture and grow a business, particularly if you're starting with no money. So yeah. with all of that said, I think it is possible to do work you love with clients that you respect. But the best way I know to do that is to begin with the posture of, I will love my clients and I will love my work, not the other way around. Uh, He's just the best. How many times have I quoted that? All right, now I want to share a clip that he said when he came back on the show earlier this year, which I think is just as important. This is not what I was meant to do. This is not what I was born to do. If I was meant to do anything, it's to teach style canoeing in Northern Canada to 12-year-olds. That is what I was born to do. But I can't do that. So I looked around and I said, oh, the software industry, I can do that. And I did it for a few years, but then the software industry changed. And then I said, what industry wants my idea, blah, 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 and blah, 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 blah. And now it's 40 years later, right? But we make up after the fact that this is what I was born to do. That's crazy. Because this thing I do didn't even exist 20 years ago. So it's not like I was born to it. It's not my thing. It's just what I picked. So I refused the question. And instead, it's how can I be of use? How can I find a way where my energy is reflected back to me to sustain me to do it again? And that's enough. I'm telling you, he's really the coolest human being. Seth was so kind. He sent me a congrats on this 300th milestone. I want to play it here because it literally made my whole year. Hey, it's Seth. If you added up the number of Star Wars movies, the number of Star Trek movies, the number of Matrix movies, the number of Mission Impossible movies, and all the Perry Mason novels and put them in one big stack, it still wouldn't come close to Kathy Heller's extraordinary, generous, persistent, consistent, menschy track record of 300 podcasts in a row. If you listen to them one after another at high speed, you still wouldn't be able to finish them all in a week. Kathy, thank you for making a difference. Thank you for being everybody's best friend. Thank you for the ruckus you make. Here's to the next 300. And can I be on again soon, please?
Thank you, Seth. You know you're always welcome to be around for any reason. Any conversation with you is epic. And I know everyone listening would love to hear whatever you have to say. All right. Another awesome moment I want to share is from the one and only Barbara Corcoran. I love the story she shared about a terrible relationship that pushed her to take control of her own life and prove the doubters wrong. Take a listen. He uh, fell in love with my secretary, Tina. I was 30. She was 23, 22. Uh, He was 10 years older than I. I was raising his three children. We had moved in together. We were living together for about six years. We owned the business for seven years. His three daughters, surprise, I have three daughters. Oh, moved in with us. And then one night when I was making the pasta for dinner, he came in and just announced he was marrying my secretary. It was seemed like a joke at first. It wasn't a joke. He told me told me to take my time moving out. I took about a minute, ran off of my toothbrush right out of there. Ego at stake. And moved in with my best friend, my only friend, Kathy Gilson on East 79th Street. She allowed me to move in on her couch. But anyway, I worked. That business continued with Ray. They got married in three months flat. But it was very hard for me because they now shared the office that I used to share. And I used to look through the glasses, see them giggling and touching hands. And it was just a heartbreaker. But anyway, I put up with it for about a month because I was too much of a coward to do anything about it. And I didn't even have my confidence. But after about a year... I announced that we were ending the business and how we were going to chop the business in half. You pick the best salesperson, I pick the next. You pick the, that, boom, boom, boom. Like in seven, eight minutes, I think the company was divided. Uh, I moved out, rented a space three floors above from the same landlord that same day, thank God. And on Monday, we were in business as a new company. I told my agents, my seven out of the 14 in the foyer, and I said, we're moving on Monday. Oh, we are? Where are we moving? It's a surprise because <laughs> I didn't know where we were moving. <laughs> In those days, you could really pull out a lot pretty fast. And we were moved in on Monday with the boxes with ribbons on. I moved everybody out that weekend. And I had a lovely little note, welcome to the Corcoran group. And I knew I had a name at the group because I knew I was going to need the help of every single person there if I was going to succeed. There was just no way. I I didn't have Ray. I kind of felt uh, like I I didn't have an anchor, you know. But interestingly enough, those salespeople became my uh, major anchors, very dedicated Uh, We became a tight-knit little company. We ran hard, and that was the nucleus that built the giant company that I sold like 22 years later. Yeah, Unbelievable. You should be – I'm sure that every single day you're being told how incredible it is, but I hope that you stop Uh to be so proud of yourself. And can you tell them what he said to you on that day? Oh, thank you for reminding me. That was the insurance policy for life that would guarantee my success. I I should write him a thank you note. But when I was leaving that Friday after I collected my people – he said, oh, Barbara, I remember I, sensing I shouldn't turn around because I was going out the door. Uh, and he said, you know, you'll never succeed without me. And I'm telling you, <sighs> I knew I'd rather just die on the spot than let him see me not succeed. And you know what? In the, in the many recessions that happen where brokers go out of business because nobody knows which way the market's going, I had three evenly spaced almost. I would think of that and it would like spur me to not try hard. I was already trying everything, but have another idea. It was like a generator of ideas. Oh, oh, what if I do this? What if I do that? And that always kept me in business. So really without that insult, the power of that insult, I don't think I would have stayed in business very long. I probably would have gone down with the first recession where interest rates went up to 18%. People were starving in real estate. I thought I would have gone down with everybody else, but it was that insult that gave me a fervor. Is is the word fervor or a favor in your heart? Like, like an animal woman, you know, and uh, that kept me on the straight and narrow, you know? 
Ah, such strength, right? She's amazing. All right, so here's another one of my favorite moments with Grammy Award winner singer-songwriter Jason Mraz. He's so delightful and he's so down to earth. It was such an unforgettable experience to talk with him. And here's what he said about what to do when you're not feeling confident, when you're feeling a little stuck. It's such a beautiful statement. I guess I encourage people who are nervous and don't have the confidence to forget everyone else and just be your biggest fan. Go in deep. Enjoy the romance of discovering it, of discovering yourself. Enjoy the romance of the challenges and the struggles and knowing that you're adding your pain and tears and hours and sweat and word to the pantheon of poets and writers that have come before you. Reward yourself by forgetting what you think the world thinks because yeah. you'll never know that. That's an impossible task. Yeah. And, you know, enjoy the ride, enjoy the journey, enjoy the pain, enjoy seeing your cluttered desk or your cluttered kitchen yeah. that is only the result <laughs> of making something great out of nothing. It's so powerful, right? I mean, Jason, ah, such a gift. All right. So the next piece is from the interview I had with the best-selling author and podcast host, Malcolm Gladwell. It was such an honor to talk to him. And when I asked him about how to get unstuck and make a decision, he went into this explanation about why Hamlet was wrong. And I think this is so powerful. Here we go. There's a guy named Albert O. Hirschman, who is this legendary economist, one of the great economists of the 20th century. And he had this phrase he used called Hamlet was wrong. Hamlet was wrong was the motto of his life. And by that, he meant that Hamlet was someone who was, couldn't make a decision, right? To be or not to be, that is the question. And the fact that he didn't know what was coming paralyzed him. And Hirschman's big point was that Hamlet had it backwards, that once you accept the fact you can't know the future, that the world is inherently unpredictable, that shouldn't freeze you, it should free you up. Because all of a sudden, there are no consequences to making. There's no such thing as the wrong decision, right? There's no, you, once you accept the fact that I don't know what's going to happen if I, I don't know whether I'm going to take this job or not, or would like this job or not. I don't know whether my business is going to be a success or a failure. You can pretend you know, but the, every time you look at the world, you realize that half of the stuff that happens is totally a surprise to everyone and completely unpredictable in retrospect. So Hirschman's big point was, Hamlet's wrong. The unpredictability of the world means you are free to do whatever you want, right? And I, it's funny, we were talking about my dad before. My dad was a Hamlet is wrong guy. And at his funeral, my eulogy was all about Hamlet is wrong. That was the thing that guided every significant decision in his life. He married my mother, a black woman, in 1959. If he had been Hamlet, he wouldn't have married her. He would have said, I don't know, is it the right thing? What's the world going to think? Am I going to be able to live where I want to live? Am my kids going to be the victim of racism? Blah, blah, blah. My dad was like, I don't know what's going to happen. I love the woman. I'm going to marry her. He was that sort of person. And I think I've been thinking a lot about Hamlet is Wrong recently. And it's such a freeing notion. At a certain point, you just have to accept the fact that this belief we have that the future is knowable is crazy. If we had this conversation five months ago, six months ago, and I had said to you, you know, the entire world is going to stop functioning for four months, you would have said, Malcolm, you're insane, right? Nobody knew this. I think people need to have the freedom 
to take more chances. Such a brilliant piece of wisdom. And just, it was so awesome to talk to Malcolm because I've read all of his books. Here's another clip from somebody who I adore, Gay Hendricks. He is the author of a book I'm constantly quoting called The Big Leap. Incredible to talk to him. He's super kind, so wise. And I love what he said about committing to your genius spiral so you can make your big leap. Take a listen. Everything that's of value that you create for yourself involves commitment. You know, if you're in a relationship, I've had couples in here that have been married for 20 or 30 years, but have really never made a deep commitment to each other. They were there in the body, but not really in the spirit. And so the same thing with your own transformation toward your, your big flowering, your leap into genius that I talk about in the big leap. A lot of us try to do that without really making a sincere mind, body, spirit commitment. And it takes a sincere commitment in order to bring forth the kinds of things I'm talking about. So I ask people, are you willing to feel good all the time? And quite frankly, 90% of people say, oh, I don't think that's possible. I say, okay, would you be willing to feel good 50% 50% of the time. And sometimes I have to start with 10% it's of the time. It's such a brilliant question. Would you be willing to feel good? And it's almost like, wow, you're asking me to get out of my comfort zone. And I'm almost wanting to tell you, no, I don't want to feel good most of the time. It's like, what are we doing to ourselves? And we live this way all the time. This is what you figured out. It's so brilliant. So when you say it takes a commitment to feel good all the time, what does that mean? What would you have to commit to do? Well, I have people make a simple commitment first. Like I commit to feeling good at least 50% of the time, or I commit to spending at least 10% of my time on the genius spiral. I used to call it the zone of genius. I don't call it the zone of genius anymore. I call it the genius spiral because a spiral is open-ended. A zone is still a little compressed. And so I got rid of that language. But I think that what it's referring to is the fact that each of us has the spark within us if we choose to nourish it that will take us into a whole new version of our lives. And now I've seen it so many times, you know, I kind of, for the last 35 years, I've I've been on the front lines and watching people really develop their potential. You know, I take it for granted that we all have this incredible genius within us. What do you say to people when they're like, I can't feel good all the time. You don't understand. I'm in a bad relationship. I don't like the way I look. I, that's what comes up. And, And I know that you have so much to say around that. Yes. Well, I think everybody has a stack of beliefs about why they can't. You know, whatever it is, like right now I weigh 180 pounds. When I first woke up to all this, I weighed 300 pounds. So I was my own best customer, first of all. And so I used it to transform my own life. But you can use it. Anyone can use the ideas to transform any area of life. All you have to do is get good at what I call Hendrick's aerobics, which (laughs) instead of pointing at the world and saying, why are you doing it to me? Why can't I have what I want? You go like this and go, hmm, I wonder what I want and what I could really commit to being in my life. Hmm. So you go from this, what's wrong with the world or what's wrong with me to, hmm, what do I wish to become? How do I want it to be? And once I started asking questions like that, my life just went whoosh. And so 
you know, I, I always say that human beings are only one breath away from changing their lives. That was such an amazing conversation. And Gay was also super sweet to share a congrats with us. So I wanted to play that real quick for you. Hi, this is Gay Hendricks. I'd like to congratulate Kathy Heller on the 300th episode of her amazing podcast, Don't Keep Your Day Job. You keep up the good work, Kathy, and thank you very much from all your listeners. All right, before we keep going, let's just take a moment to thank our awesome sponsors who have helped us keep this podcast going. Thanks to Klarna for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. In Sweden, they don't shop, they Klarna. Klarna is a revolutionary new online shopping app from Sweden that allows you to shop for thousands of online stores and pay for anything in four easy interest-free payments that make shopping smoother. With the Klarna app, you can shop anywhere online from the one app. It's easy to use and convenient to browse thousands of online stores from one convenient place. Pay for anything in four interest-free payments. Paying after delivery allows you to try before you buy, and you can also report returns directly in the app. I think this is such a cool app. When I open it up, I can see the different categories of items to browse like shoes, clothes, decor. And when I see something I like, I can add it to my wish list and share it with friends and family if they want to see what kinds of things I like. Plus, I can customize price drop alerts on anything in those wish lists. So it's really a smarter way to shop and save money. Klarna is a smoother, friendlier, Swedisher way to shop online. It's the one-stop shopping app for browsing and buying anything online all in one app and allows you to pay for anything in four easy interest-free payments. Download the Klarna app today. That's K-L-A-R-N-A, Swedish for shopping. We always talk about how self-care is essential. Now it's time to treat your whole self. It's hard to believe that when we go to the bathroom in this country, most of us wipe instead of wash. For years, bidets have been available, but they can cost thousands of dollars. The Hello Tushy Modern Bidet Attachment is here to bestow the blessings of bidets to everyone. Hello Tushy cleans your bottom with a precise stream of fresh water for just $79. It attaches to your existing toilet, no electricity or additional plumbing needed, and cuts toilet paper used by 80%. So the Hello Tushy Bidet pays for itself in a few months. Their bidet Attachment comes in nine color combinations and comes with a 60-day risk-free guarantee and a 12-month warranty. Join millions of happy Hello Tushy customers right now and have a clean tush with every flush. I love using the Hello Tushy bidet attachment and I think it's great that it can help reduce our use of toilet paper. It's crazy that the average person uses 57 sheets of TP a day and every roll requires 37 gallons of water to be made, but the bidet only uses a pint of water on average. So check it out. You'll be helping the environment. Go to hellotushy.com slash dream job get 10% off this is a special offer for our listeners go to hellotushy.com slash dream job for 10% off hellotushy.com slash dream job okay this next clip is from our interview with another phenomenal singer songwriter colby calais she is one of the most beautiful people i know i love how honest she was in this conversation about the struggle she was facing when her music was really taking off because fame is not as easy to deal with as you might think and i thought this was such an interesting way of pulling back the curtain and showing that no matter how much you have no matter how many stadiums and performances you sell out we're all just still human Man, it was hard. I got to be honest. I wasn't prepared. I truly didn't have the desire to be an artist, which is funny because <laughs> I actively I actively got myself there. But really, it was truly because I always loved singing, but I then loved writing songs. And Jason and I just wrote all these songs together that we loved. And being in the studio recording is so much fun. It's still my all-time favorite place to be is getting in there, getting to be creative. And then with with that comes everything else, which is touring and TV shows and interviews. And I was like a 20 year old that had stage fright that, had, you know, an introvert, oh uh, you couldn't get me to answer any questions in an interview. I remember my publicist and my, all my team always just being like, 
so embarrassed because I would just give like one word answers or not. I just didn't know. And I had no experience or, you know, interest. And so I had to instantly get a stage coach uh, to help me learn how to perform. I had to get a media trainer to help me with all of my interviews. I had to have some like form of therapy out on the road of where for my stage fright and why I was unable to, you know, it was pretty crazy because I was so lucky and also I was so excited for everything that was going on, but I did not know how to handle any of it. And um, I really had to learn as I went and you'll, you'll see on, you know, shows like TV performances or interviews, the, how I started out and I would, you know, I would mess up lines or I would, you know, TV performances, I wouldn't even know how to sing. I'd be crying like literally like 30 seconds before they're counting me in to, you know, do the show. So there, there was all that I had to deal with. And then with that, I learned so much. And I, now after 12 years, I love performing and um, my stage fright's not gone, but I, I truly look forward to it. And now, you know, being in this band and getting to share it with my friends and significant other, and we've created all this together. And I feel like all the hard work that, you know, I've I've forced myself to go through. And again, I was lucky to even have those things that I had to work through, but I feel like it was all worth it. And I, I learned so much from that. That must've been so terrifying. If you're saying that you had stage fright, like, I don't know how you push through and let that curtain open. Like, were you feeling like, Oh my God, I'm feeling so hard on myself. Like, what if I mess up? What was, what was the feeling? And then how the heck did you do it anyway? Yeah. Well, I will say that I think a majority of the reason I kept going is because I had a lot of people on my team that got me to where I was and I did not want to let anyone Mm. down. I mean, everyone I wrote songs with the producers, the, my label, my, my incredible manager, who's still our manager today, like all these people that helped propel me to that. And I couldn't just, you know, give up and let them down just because I was scared. So I think that was what made me keep doing it. And then I will say, I don't even think it was till after try that I had the realization of, oh my gosh, when you mess up on stage, it actually is better. The audience loves it. And not only just when you mess up, but when you acknowledge that you mess up, if you try to hide that you messed up, it makes it worse for you and the audience gets uncomfortable. But it was the thing that I, I feel like once I started saying like, Hey, by the way, I'm an introvert and I have stage fright and Oh shit. I just forgot those lyrics or whatever. And everyone would laugh. And then I would like, all of a sudden my guard would come down and I would feel even more willing to stay up on stage longer and be vulnerable. So important, right? All right. Now let's hear from my absolute greatest teacher, Rabbi David Aaron. I got so many emails from you guys about how much this episode spoke to you. And I wanted to share a couple of my favorite things he said. So here we go. I I heard it put very well. You know, you're at a construction site and you don't know what you're doing there. Someone hands you a bag and you look in your bag and in your bag, there's a saw, there's a hammer, there's a nail. Oh, I get it. I'm a carpenter. The guy next to him, he gets a bag, and in his bag, there's testers and wires and fuses. Oh, I get it. I'm an electrician. What's in your bag? Mm. You know, what's in your bag? I mean, what was in my bag is public speaking. I understand that the number one fear in the United States is public speaking. The number two fear is death. That means that if I was asked to give a eulogy, I'd prefer to be in the box. That's Jerry Seinfeld. Okay. But I don't, I don't have a problem with public speaking. It's just something that since I'm a child, I was, I was acting. I was getting on stage. I don't have a problem with public speaking. 
It's just a gift. It was in my bag. Now the question is, what am I going to do with that? So as a child, I wanted to go into acting. But later on, when I got to Israel, I said, you know what? A rabbi's kind of like acting, not faking, but like, what, what did I really want to do? I wanted to use my skills in communication to help people, to uplift people, to inspire people, empower people. That's really what I wanted to do. But there's something else in the bag that this rabbi didn't acknowledge, which I think is important. There's something broken in your bag. Mm. And that is so important to figuring it out. Because what's broken in your bag is telling you where you've been trained in empathy. And so I, I recently met a woman uh, in Sfat, actually, this Shabbat. And she, for so, so many years, she had a very abusive childhood. She was very abused as a child. And she became a child psychologist. Yeah. And she said, only now I realize that had I not gone through that, I could not have helped so many children because I really, really wouldn't have understood what they're going through yeah. because I wasn't there. Yeah. And I look back and realize that was all a gift mm-hmm. because that's what enabled me to have this capacity to be so helpful. And so I think very often people think that the things that are broken in their bag should be discarded and it's just trash. Mm. No, there's no trash in your life, just treasures. You have to recycle the trash and turn it into treasures. And so I believe that, that we've been given strengths, but we've also been given challenges. And those challenges are just as important in figuring out what my purpose is as my strengths are. Because just going back to, so what is the problem you want to be part of solving? It's generally the problem you yourself have to face. And that's why it takes one to know one. Yeah. And it takes one to help one. It's so beautiful. You know, one thing that comes up for everybody is, uh, let's say they figure it out. They just don't feel worthy of, of sharing it. That comes up all the time. It's like, you know, I'm actually really impressed with you, by the way, because you're doing it. You have an email list. You send it out. Like, those things have to happen, right? If you build it, they won't come. They don't know that the book is there. You've had to do book promotion. You've had to do all that stuff. And especially for good-hearted people, they feel like, Oh, I'm doing something wrong if I let the world know or if I raise my hand. See, that's false humility. Okay, that's what I want to talk about. You know, people think that humility means if somebody says, wow, that was a great show, you're supposed to say, oh, no, it isn't. No, that's not. That's actually, that's ego. Because that means you think you did that show. Mm -hmm. But if you know, no, I didn't do this show. I'm just a vehicle for a higher power. I'm a vehicle for God. Yeah. God did this show. Right. I'm, I'm like a glove and, and the hand just is moving through me. So real humility is that was a great show and I'm very thankful that I could be in service and I'm very grateful that I was the vehicle for that. Yeah. And so when people are afraid to put out their work, they think it's humility. It's not humility. It's camouflaging an ego that, well, this is my work and this is... No, no, you have a responsibility to all of us. You've been given something and you've been asked to share it with us. You have a moral obligation to put yourself out there for us because you have something I don't have. Mm. And so I deserve to get a share in that 
and you need to share that with me. And so when people put themselves down, they don't realize that's so unkind. What, what right do you have to do that to me, to put yourself down? What right do you have to do that to me, to rob me of the incredible gifts that you've been endowed with to share with everybody else? You have a moral obligation to go out there and do something that only you can do in the way that you can do it. And it doesn't have to be big. I think that's what gets people, you know, it gets in the way. That if, is it, if it isn't big, it isn't important. Yeah. That's so not true. It's just, just do it. Yeah. And then the rest, let go. Oh, my God. Such an important message. Okay, we have a few more awesome stories and shout outs to share, but I first want to thank our sponsors. If you're a big fan of having fun and challenging yourself with trivia, then you need to play Trivia Star. I've teamed up with Trivia Star and they are offering 2,500 coins and 500 gems when you go to the Apple or Google store, download and play. Trivia Star is a free mobile quiz game that's entertaining and challenging. You can choose categories like music, sports, movies, TV, animals, celebrities. There are over 60 categories to choose from, so there's always some more trivia to explore. Here's how it works. If you choose the correct answer from the multiple choices and beat the clock, you move on to the next level. The questions get harder over time but if you get stuck, don't worry. You can use coins and gems to get a hint and beat the level. And Trivia Star has 2,000 five-star reviews in the Apple Store. Join them today and see if you're smart enough to win. I love trivia and I love this game. It's a good way to keep my mind sharp. And also I tend to remember lots of details whenever I learn something new or experience something new. So this is a good way to make some use of that. Right now, Trivia Star is offering you 2,500 coins and 500 gems when you download and play. Just go to the Apple or Google Store and search for Trivia Star. Again, search Trivia Star and enjoy 2,500 coins and 500 gems download trivia star for free today i've always told you this but now more than ever your voice is essential it is needed and sometimes you need that extra nudge to unlock your creativity and let yourself be heard so go check out skillshare skillshare offers creative classes designed for real life and all the circumstances that come with it these lessons can help you stay inspired express yourself and introduce you to a community of millions with so much to explore real projects to create skillshare empowers you to accomplish real growth and it's also super affordable an annual subscription is less than ten dollars a month i've taken their classes in watercolor painting social media i just love soaking up new skills and new knowledge one class I want to try is filmmaking from home with Penny Lane. I've been letting myself relax more at my new home and spending really nice moments with my kids, so I think it would be cool to take these memories I've recorded and maybe turn it into a little film that documents these magical times. You can also explore their classes in things like illustration, marketing, graphic design, productivity. There's really something there for everyone. Explore your creativity and get two months free of premium membership at skillshare.com slash dreamjob2. That's two whole months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. Get started and join today by heading to skillshare.com slash dreamjob2. That's two free months of unlimited access to thousands of classes at skillshare.com slash dreamjob2. Another great friend of mine is Alex Benayan. He came on the podcast for a second time last year. He's the author of the best-selling book, The Third Door, and he said something so powerful about having the courage to leave the line where everyone else is waiting, to leave behind the life that everyone else thinks is practical or quote-unquote normal, and to go find your third door, to find the way in to what really fulfills you. Take a listen. What's crazy is the only person's permission you need is your own but we're human beings and we were trained to look for external permission. True. And that's my mission. Let's talk about this for a second. I want you to paint a picture. What does it look like when you want to open someone's eyes and wash off their dirty lenses and be able to put new glasses on so that somebody can see possibility? 
Mm. What are we seeing through your eyes? What does it look like that's possible that you want people to breathe in? In a big picture, it's realizing that the key for them to liberate themselves is in their own pocket. Whether you're in a culture or a social environment that makes you feel trapped or whether it's career-wise. You know, for me, it started career-wise. When I was starting the mission of the third door, when I was this 18-year-old, I felt trapped. And not only was I trapped, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And what no one tells you is every answer that you need, you have access to within yourself. But the scary part isn't you know going out to accomplish it. The scary part is leaving the life you currently have. You'll appreciate this. It was a Rosh Hashanah service. And my favorite rabbi, she said, you have to remember your future. You have to remember your future. And what that means to me is when we feel inside of ourselves that calling, that whisper, that's your future talking. Mm, And it's your job, your present self's job to remember what that future is for you. And for the people who didn't catch the first episode, the basic premise of the third door is after you know seven years of researching the world's most successful people, trying to figure out what that definitive mindset of success is, what I've realized is every single one of them treats life and business and success the exact same way. And you know, you know the analogy, it's like getting into a nightclub. There's always three ways in. So there's the first door, the main entrance, where the line curves around the block, where 99% of people wait around hoping to get in. That's the first door. And then there's the second door, the VIP entrance, where the billionaires and celebrities go through. And what school and society doesn't tell you is that there's always, always a third door. And at the entrance where you have to jump out of line, run down the alley, bang on the door a hundred times, crack open the window, go through the kitchen, there's always a way in. And it doesn't matter if that's how Bill Gates sold his first piece of software or how Lady Gaga got her first record deal. They all took the third door. And what I learned about that analogy, not just through the research of the successful people I talked to, but even just this past year hearing readers' responses and also looking at my own life, the hardest part of achieving a dream, the reason most people don't go after their dreams, is not because of the difficulty of running down that alley and banging on the door. It's not on the execution of the dream. The hardest part of achieving a dream is having the courage to leave the line for the first door because that's where your friends are. That's where your family expects you to be. That's where you're surviving to leave the place that is currently sustaining you emotionally, physically, socially is against human nature. If someone listening to this does have something they really want, They need to have clarity that the hard part is not achieving it. The hard part is having the courage to leave behind the life you already have. So if you really want to look at why you're doing what you're doing, you really have to look very close and it's hard to do and pull back the layers and figure out what were the implicit messages you were raised with. I'll give you an example. Let's say you want to be on the baseball team in high school and you try out one time and you don't make it. You really build up the courage and try a second time. You still don't make it. Let's say you are crazy and you try a third time and you still don't make it. What does your mother, what do your best friends say? 
why, why don't you try basketball? You're so good at jumping. And those are not the haters. That's not your competitors. Those are the people who love and protect you. And that becomes the implicit message. And the reality is you actually have as many at-bats as you're willing to give yourself. I love that. And Alex also wanted to celebrate this 300th episode with you. So here's a little extra special message from him. Kathy, it's Alex Benayan, and I am just so proud of you for 300 episodes. You are such a light for so many. You are such a sense of support and a shining example for your community. And I know that you are a giant sense of support and kindness and compassion to me and our friends. So thank you for having me part of your community. I'm so excited to see the future of the podcast. And my only wish for you is that the light continues to shine even brighter for hundreds or thousands of more episodes to come. All right, this next clip is from the ridiculously handsome and charming Rob Lowe. You probably know him from Parks and Rec and West Wing, The Outsiders. It was really surreal to chat with him, and I loved hearing what he had to say about auditioning for some of the biggest roles that he landed in his career and how to embrace his own anxiety. The first excerpt of my first book, it was all about auditioning for The Outsiders. I'm 17 years old. Oh, my God. It was Francis Ford Coppola, who at that time was the biggest most famous, prestigious director in the world. And all of the auditions were um, open in that you were in a soundstage with every other actor who was auditioning. So you'd, there'd be like Dennis Quaid and Mickey Rourke and the guy from Happy Days and then the people who got, anybody and everybody, Kevin Baker, whoever it was, we were all there watching everybody do it. And I've always thought that not, I don't know if the best actors got those parts in The Outsiders at the end of the day, but I can tell you what, the best auditioners did. And it was kill or be killed. And you just had to come to terms with your nerves and you needed to be super, super competitive. But also I really remember about that time is how supportive everybody was of everybody else, which is, and maybe that was helping by the fact that Coppola had us all audition for multiple roles. So you never knew what quote unquote your role was. So it was easy to be benevolent when you were auditioning for three roles and so was everybody else. Um, but that said, we would help each other comb each other's ducktail hairdos <laughs> in the bathroom. And, and, I, and maybe I learned how to audition through that. Such good stuff. And I literally almost died because he sent me a text two days later saying I had a blast with you. And I was like, I texted my husband a screenshot and I just put skeleton bones. I was like, I'm dead. Okay. We have so many awesome top moments to share, but I also want to share a few amazing listener wins that we got. We have so many that I couldn't fit them all in one episode. So we're going to play some more on Thursday's episode, along with some more of our favorite interviews. So stick around for that. Also, if you want to give some love to the listeners that we're going to highlight this week, you can go to the show notes and we'll have the links to all their stuff there. So first, let's take a listen to Karen's story. Hi, I'm Karen, and I'm a stand-up comedian in Toronto. This podcast was the kick in the pants that I needed to finally go out and record my first comedy album. I had been doing comedy for 14 years, but the imposter syndrome never goes away. It's all the usual stuff. You know, who am I to do this? I'm not famous. There's people who are funnier than I am. Is anyone going to buy my album? Who's going to come to the taping? This podcast and your amazing guests and everybody's stories have helped me recognize these limiting beliefs. I knew they were going to pop up, and I knew I had to blast through them. 
It turns out I don't need permission to do my thing. There are no comedy police. There aren't many gatekeepers anymore, and it's easy enough to get around them. Like, I don't have a record label, but I can still book a venue. I can hire a sound engineer, and I can release the album myself. So that's what I did. I recorded my album in 2019, and it's called Surprised Eyebrows, available wherever you find music online. Um, I've made more money in residuals than I've ever made as a comedian grinding it out on the road. And I gotta tell you, this money could not have come at a better time. It has been keeping me afloat during the pandemic. My album isn't perfect, but it's pretty darn good, and I am so proud that I did it. If I had waited until I had made the perfect product, I'd have no product at all. So while the album has been great for artistic and financial reasons, it came with an unexpected bonus. Some random guy bought my album, and it led to an email conversation, and the next thing you know, we've been together for a year now. My jokes have always been about me being single, so I guess I'd better go write some new stuff now for my next album. Now, thanks again to Kathy and the whole Don't Keep Your Day Job community for inspiring me to step up and do this. Guys, there's enough room here for all of us at this table. Karen, that's amazing. I'm so proud of you. And the fact that you're now in a relationship because of the work you did and you had the courage to share it, that is the ultimate cherry on top. All right, now we're going to hear from Kavita. Hi, Kathy, and to all of your awesome listeners, I hope you're well. My name is Kavita Ahuja, and I'm the founder of Power Purpose Play, which is a global platform connecting women in midlife together. I wanted to congratulate you, Kathy, on your 300th episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. What an amazing accomplishment, and I truly believe you deserve all the success you've achieved and so much more. You know, I've been an avid listener of your podcast for at least going on three years, I would say, and as a result of listening to your inspiring lessons, I also took your course about two years ago, which was really life-changing. I, I can honestly say that I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for you, because you really inspired me to take action when I probably would not have. I'm sure many of you can relate to Kathy's authenticity and the fact that she truly cares about her listeners and customers. So I was working full-time in a corporate pharmaceutical career, uh, which I'd been in for over 20 years, and it was around my 50th birthday that something inside of me was telling me I needed to do more in my life and that I had so much more to offer. I did come across your podcast around the same time and immediately resonated with you and the topic and so enrolled in your course. You know, you taught me that how to identify my true talents, and to identify my customers' pains as well. So I did that and found that many women in midlife want to reinvent themselves but just don't know where to turn or what to do in the next chapter of their life. I was able to develop this platform where I'm really the curator, bringing my customers together with experts in the field of personal growth and to help you know women get out of their own way, which is what you often say in your podcasts. Fast forward three years and I've left my corporate job. I'm working full-time on building this amazing community of women and I've already hosted several workshops and so many more and I'm also going to be launching a new podcast. I'm so excited and happy and I've never been happier and more fulfilled about anything. I owe you so much, Kathy. And again, I just wanted to wish you all the very best and congratulations on your 300th episode. And if anybody's interested, they can find me at powerpurposeplay.ca on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Take care and congratulations again. Kavita, you're such a rock star. It's so incredible to hear that you're now doing what you were meant to do full time. Keep me posted on that podcast you're making. I know we'd all love to celebrate that launch with you. All right, now the next story is from Sylvie. Take a listen. 
I first started listening to Don't Keep Your Day Job after seeing a promo on Facebook. First of all, great title, Don't Keep Your Day Job? You were speaking right at me. I had never heard of Kathy before this promo, but something inside me nudged me to investigate further, and boy, am I ever glad I did. Let me backtrack a little bit. I've had a lot of success in the past as an artist, as a beauty makeup artist in the fashion and film industry in Toronto, Canada. Top 10 up-and-coming makeup artists in the world, as a matter of fact. I was young, I had no children, I was laser-focused on the goal. Then at 36, I became mom, by surprise. And I couldn't see past being a new mom with no family support in the big city of Toronto. So I left the industry and my dream life as an artist behind. I couldn't find it in me to do both. So we moved out east to the east coast and got real jobs. I immediately fell back into the small town mindset of, you can't make a living as an artist. I fell into an eight year depression. I was angry, I was pissed off, I was downright miserable. But eventually, I found my inner artist again through photography. I mean, after all, I had worked with some of Canada's top photographers. I must have picked up a few skills here and there, right? But I could hear the negative comments from other photographers in the area. Oh, she was a makeup artist. Now she's trying to be a photographer. Oh, the hockey mom with a camera. Photography business is dead. Everyone has a phone and there's a camera. They can call themselves a photographer. Not to mention my own ego. Really? You call that a nice shot? Comparing myself to Toronto's elite actually made me feel incompetent. So I clicked on the Facebook promo link and started listening to the podcast. I could hear how many other moms were killing it in the creative business. The guests were so upbeat and inspiring and real and and just fun. I knew I had to be a part of this high vibrating action takers. After all, that's who I used to be. So I enrolled in the 12-week program called Made to Do This. I think we actually became known as the COVID group. I had so many breakthroughs the very first week of enrollment, it was crazy to see it all line up. Buyers for my fine art prints, trips booked for New York and Toronto to do photo shoots with other members of our group, real estate agents wanting prints for staging homes for sales. I was on cloud nine and rising. Then things really slowed down during the COVID quarantine, but my creativity actually kept soaring. I kept listening to the podcast in my car every day or at home while doing dishes, motivated to keep shooting and posting, and I pushed through. Now with restrictions loosening in our area, I've gotten requests for lifestyle photography shoots. A chef actually hired me to teach her food styling and photography tips. I'm leading a group of creatives through the artist way using the law of attraction. I was featured in the local news for my quarantine self-portrait series. So thank you. Thank you for showing up in my life, even in your own darkest moments. I know now 100% that your program, your podcast, yourself and your team have had a hand in my growth. I can't talk about this without mentioning the amazing group of other humans that I've met during this. I've had friends of all four corners of the continents and I cannot wait to visit them. Success isn't measured for one big bang, it's a series of small and sometimes bigger consecutive events. I'm not just a hockey mom with a camera, I'm a damn good photographer. 
So just keep swimming. Even if you don't know where you're going, just keep swimming. Thanks, Sylvie from Canada. Wow, Sylvie, that's so cool. I loved having you and made to do this. And I'm so proud of all these doors that are opening for you because you just kept showing up. You so deserve all of this. Just like you said, just keep swimming, keep shining and magical things can happen. All right, now let's take a listen to Ron. Hello, my name is Ron Vital, and last December I came across Kathy's Don't Keep Your Day Job book, and I read it and it changed my life. Um, from the book, I then discovered that she had a Facebook group, and then once I joined that group, I could not believe how many thousands of other people were there and how welcoming they were. Um, the fact that I am male and I wasn't quite sure if I would be accepted in a group um, of mostly women. And I have to say that I have been so blessed that people have been kind to me and given me great feedback. And with Kathy's podcast and the Facebook group, I look at what she's done. And I think the big takeaway for me is, is that the message is believe in yourself, take a risk. I mean, for me, this past year, created my LLC, started my Let Go and Be Free nonfiction series, continued writing my fiction. It's just letting yourself be held back is not going to help you. And Kathy, her positive message, her can-do attitude, and amazing guests on her podcast have really helped me kind of take charge of my life and be more entrepreneurial. So thank you so much. Congratulations on your 300th episode. I can't wait to hear more. Ron, I'm so glad you found this community and took a chance on us and yourself. Congrats on writing and publishing your books. You're making such a difference and we need your words in the world. Our next success story is from Melissa. Take a listen. Hi, Kathy. I don't even know how to begin to thank you. Three years ago, I started a book club for my son and his friends, thinking that a little peer pressure and snacks would encourage him to read more. It ended up not only working, but being the most amazing thing ever. I decided to turn the idea into a subscription box. I had the domain, the website, the activities, everything. But I kept putting off actually launching it. In November, my family and I moved cross-country from the place that had been home for 20 years. And it was hard. I suddenly found myself separated from everything and everyone I'd known. Depression hit me. Every day I struggled knowing I wasn't the mom I used to be for my kids. And then I discovered your podcast. I'll never forget sitting in our apartment and hearing your words. The opposite of depression isn't happiness, it's purpose. And that was the sunbeam that broke through the clouds. I dug out our books and all my plans and decided now was the time. And then COVID hit. I could have stopped right there, said this isn't the time to start a business, but you teach us to listen and to serve. And I realized my product might be something that could help. I couldn't do much but I could offer other moms a hug and a good book to read with their kids. I launched my website, Create Expectations, and offered a free activity guide. Tomorrow, we send out our fourth month of book boxes. We've more than tripled our orders and are hearing from families who are suddenly reading aloud together and from kids who can't wait to get their next box. At the beginning of the year, I was struggling to even read to my own kids. Now we're testing out science experiments together, brainstorming recipes, and interviewing authors. The theme for our upcoming box is Shine Your Light. And it feels so perfect, because that's what you and your community do every single day. Thank you so much for your inspiration. 
Melissa, that's amazing. I love the idea of book boxes, especially now when parents are looking for activities to do with their kids. It's so creative and you're helping families make their own memories together in a time that could seem so dark. What a gift. All right, now we have an epic story from Tamaini. She messaged us and said, Hey, Kathy, I've been listening to your podcast for actual years at this point. I can quite honestly say that you have changed my life and really helped me pivot to my purpose. I've been listening for years, but I only recently took the plunge to really show up for myself and my business. When quarantine hit, I melted into my bed and my depression right up until the death of George Floyd. Then I remembered that I had two babies I had to raise in this scary world. I knew that it was up to me if I wanted better for them. My three-year-old asked me why I was crying, and I just didn't have the words to express to him what had happened. As an artist, I knew that I could create something that would explain things better and softer than I ever could. I dove into creating A is for Ally. It took weeks of gathering information and researching and drawing, and in that time, I also completely shifted my brand from being a photographer to being mainly a brand designer and illustrator. I gathered this community of folks around me who invested their experiences into helping me create a poster, and when it was finally launched, I was so nervous, but Kathy... I got so many requests and orders that day that my phone overheated and completely shut down. Turns out a lot more people needed this resource than just me. Now this art is literally on a pathway to changing the world and has already completely changed my life. In March, I was begging the universe to just make an extra $700 a month for my photography business. I've made almost $20,000 in eight weeks, and my community has come together to help me in sponsoring nearly 600 prints to go into our schools. This past week, I was also featured in Good Morning America. Priyanka Chopra shared my work, and I have another national feature coming out this week, plus an international feature in the Philippines. My art is literally traveling the world, and on top of all of that, I was offered a book deal yesterday. I feel honored to be doing this work and blessed to have stumbled across your podcast years ago. You've given me the confidence in myself and in my voice, and you've taught me how to show up for my customers and clients. I genuinely just want to say thank you. Wow. Oh my God, I'm like almost in tears. I can't tell you how inspired I am from this. It's unbelievable how much your life can change when you make that decision to show up for yourself, for your sons, for your community. This journey is so epic and it's really only the beginning. I'm sure we're going to see you on even more talk shows and getting featured by celebrities and I can't wait for your book. That is insane. You are doing what you were made to do. And I'm so honored that I got to play any part in your journey and all the journeys that we've shared on today's episode. You guys mean the world to me. Thank you. Thank you for letting me be a part of your life. So I know that this is the 300th time I'm telling you this, but I seriously mean it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you for listening to the show. I know it seems like, why is she crying? It's like, because the stakes are so high. If you guys weren't listening, I wouldn't keep going. And if I didn't keep going, who would I be? I wouldn't be the role model I am to my girls. I wouldn't be breaking through my own upper limits and moving through my own fear. And look at all the people who you've helped me inspire. And because you've shown up, I've gotten to inspire you, which then inspires me. And it just goes around and around and around. So thank you. Thank you for listening. There's a million things you can do with your time, and you're here. So thank you. So now on to another 300 and thousands more. If you want our next episodes, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And I want to know, did any of these stories inspire you? Did it show you a new possibility? If so, then go tell a friend. 
tell anyone who needs to hear it. Post about this show on your Instagram and tag me and tag someone else who you think could use a nudge that they can start walking towards the life that they were assigned to. God does not make extras and every single one of us is needed here. Remember also, if you want to spend five days with me, I will be there to show up and to see you and to connect with you and to make sure that I give you the tools and the steps and the the new lenses in which to see that there is room for you and that you are needed. It is free. It's five days. It starts next week on the 31st. You can sign up at kathyheller.com slash challenge. I would love to hang out with you there. Here's to the 300th episode. We did it. I love you guys. I'll talk to you on Thursday. Hi, Kathy. This is Susan Kaiser Greenland congratulating you on your 300th podcast episode. It's hard to believe that it was quite a while ago that you were sitting in the backyard, the same backyard here with me talking mindfulness um, many, many years ago. One of the great things about getting a little bit older is watching your students grow and evolve and have kids of their own and build beautiful careers of their own. And Kathy, you have done that in spades. So congratulations and keep them coming. This is Joy Cho from Oh Joy. Congratulations on your 300th episode. You're amazing. Big congrats. Hi, Kathy. Ayana Angel here of Maisie Media and the Switch, Pivot, or Quit podcast. I want to wish you a huge congratulations on your 300th episode. The work that you're doing is providing so much goodness to this world, and I just hope that you keep shining your light on us. Hi, Kathy. It's Adam JK. I just wanted to wish you a huge congratulations on 300 episodes of Don't Keep Your Day Job. It is an incredible accomplishment to do 300 of anything, let alone a podcast that's helped so many people and built such an incredible community. Hi, Kathy. It's Cynthia with Twirly Girl. Happy 300. I wish you 300 more and everything more you wish for yourself. Oh my God. Can you believe it? It's been 300 episodes. Wow. That is amazing. Hey everybody, this is Chris Guillebeau. I am an author and et cetera, but mostly I'm a fan of Kathy Heller. Um, Kathy, well done. I look forward to the next 300. The best is yet to come. Hi, Kathy. It's Gobby from What's Gobby Cooking. I'm just so excited for you. Happy 300th episode. Oh my God. Sending all my love. Hey, Kathy, it's Derek Sivers. Congratulations on number 300. That's so cool. Hey, it's Jill Stanton from Screw the 9 to 5, and I am wishing my dear friend Kathy Heller a huge congratulations on episode 300. Kathy, honestly, from the bottom of my heart, woman, you impressed the hell out of me. The heart and passion and purpose and meaning and follow through and consistency you serve your audience with on a weekly basis, I'm just blown away. Kathy, Mazel Tov, 300 episodes? How did you pull this off? I'm so proud of you. I'm so excited about your podcast and you and the development and the 600th and the 900th and you, just you. Mazel Tov. Hey, Kathy. It's me, the Cheesecake Ninja. Congrats on your 300th episode. 300 is a big milestone. Hopefully you have many more after this one. It's Patrice Washington from the Redefining Wealth Podcast. Congrats, Kathy, on your 300th episode. Girl, you did that. Hey, hey, Kathy Heller. It's Jenna Kutcher. I just wanted to congratulate you on 300 incredible episodes. 
You are such a light in the world. You are inspiring so many and you're helping so many to see the possibilities. Kathy, it's Neil Pasricha, author of the Book of Awesome. Congrats, congrats on 300 episodes. As you know, my podcast, Three Books, releases a chapter every like two weeks. So I did the math and I'm not gonna get to your level till the year 2029. No, I did not make that up. You're nine years ahead of me and light years ahead of me on many other things. You do great work for the world. I'm honored to know you and congrats on all your success. Hi, Kathy. Sherry Salata. 300 episodes. How'd you do it? I'm so proud of you. And here's to 300 more. Kathy Heller. This is Matt Del Negro and I am congratulating you on your 300th episode. My wife, who runs a lot, listens to your podcast now, and she'll send me them. Each one is great and unique and honest and um, heartfelt. I wish you the best, and I'm really inspired by the work that you do. So thank you and congrats. Hello, my dear Kathy. Julie Solomon here, and I just wanted to say congratulations on your 300th episode. That is such an accomplishment, and I cannot wait to see what is next for you. Kathy, congrats on 300 episodes. While the sheer feat of publishing 300 episodes is a massive accomplishment in and of itself, this is about so much more than that. Today, we're not just celebrating the number of episodes, but the impact that you have made through those episodes. The ripple effect of these 300 episodes is so much more than we could ever imagine. I wish I could just jump through the screen and give you the biggest hug ever. Hopefully this is the next best thing. Happy 300 episodes. Are you kidding me? It's a lot of content. I'm so proud of you. You are hashtag goals. Good luck with your next 100 episodes and the next 100 after that, because you are going to be making these things forever. Love ya. Hey, Kathy, congratulations on 300 episodes of Don't Keep Your Day Job. What an amazing achievement. Uh, you have inspired so many people around the world, including myself, and I have no doubt that you'll continue to do so. Sending you so much love all the way from England. There are people in the world who are destined to leave it better than they found it. And I believe people leave the world better by sharing their knowledge, by sharing their magic, by sharing their brilliance. And lucky for us... Kathy Heller, you do that so often and so well on your podcast. Congrats on your 300th episode. I'm so excited to call you a friend. For those of you who are interested, my name is Jasmine Starr, and I'm a photographer and business strategist and founder of Social Curator, and I'm very excited and proud to call Kathy a sweet friend. Congrats, Kathy. 